This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. I have a guest here that, well, all of my guests are amazing. Every single last one of them. And this one is definitely amongst that list of inspiring and empowering women out there that are doing their thing and making amazing strides in our profession. So I would like to uh, welcome, I want to say Corinne, but you did not pronounce it that way. <laughs> no, it's, everybody wants to say that. I say two ends. It's two ends. So it's, it's Corrine. Okay. Corrine Jameson Kuhl. Yes. And I do okay? go by Corey. So that's probably easier for you as well. So yeah. Is it okay if we use Corey? Absolutely. Because I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up every single time through this whole <laughs> whole podcast i'm gonna say no, it wrong just use Corey. we're cool with that okay cool. <laughs> well thank, thank you. you she's the ceo and founder of custom um dental solutions and i'm thankful to have her we're gonna get down and talk about so many things that um affect career satisfaction such as balancing a family life and your personal life along with building a business and being an entrepreneur and so Thank you so very much for being on here. I know you're a busy woman and it was kind of hard with our schedules, but we made it happen. No, I'm so glad we finally found a time to communicate and, and to do this podcast, because the one thing that I love about your shows, your your podcasts, are that you really are reaching out to the hygiene community and you're meeting the needs of, of clinical hygienists and those that are outside of the treatment room as well. And so I'm really happy to be a part of that community and to be able to encourage um, our fellow hygienists and, and people in our profession anytime I can. So thank you for having me, Jasmine. Oh, oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So just tell us how, tell, tell us what your current role is. Cause I think that helps sometimes, you know, initially what I, I've been doing is just letting the person kind of speak, but I think it helps with the context of everything that you're talking about, helping them understand a little bit of your journey. So um, what are you sure. currently doing and how did you get to where you are? Sure. Sure. So, um, I'm currently the owner of Custom Dental Solutions, like you mentioned. And what we do at Custom Dental Solutions is we help private practice uh, dental offices achieve the goals that they're looking to achieve, whether that's in administrative areas or um, hygiene protocols. Uh, most of it is business and HR uh, that I would be involved with, but we also do some marketing now. Uh, we just kind of keep growing. And so I knew from a very early point in my career that I would not be that typical um, inside the treatment room hygienist. So I started my journey many years ago as a dental assistant like so many of us do, which is awesome because then you can really see that you're putting your eggs in the basket you should and that you're picking a career that suits you. And, and as much as I loved patient care and as much as I love being a dental hygienist, it was just very clear to me that I was not normal. <laughs> I, I hate to say that and it's come a lot. I've come a long ways to be able to admit that it's okay that I'm not normal. I'm not a nine to five hygienist. I'm not somebody who's going to work for a dentist for 25 years. I admire those people that can do that, but I'm different and I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I started a business while I was in college and paid for my tuition at Marquette university that way. And so I've always, I've always been a business owner 
this is my third dental business. Um, I had owned a dental staffing company for many years, and I also was an oral facial therapist. I owned that business for three years, and then now currently... I own custom dental solutions and I really appreciate the role that I'm in now because I get to go into dental offices every week and partner with dentists and hygienists on business goals and helping them reach the success that they're looking for. And so I'm so rewarded that I can go into treatment rooms and just encourage my colleagues who love being clinical hygienists and they're burnt out at times or, or they just need someone to tell them they're doing a really good job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I feel the most blessed about in my role as the owner of custom dental solutions is being able to do that. And all the different, you know, roles I've had in the past have kind of led me to this place that has built that ability to have that credibility within our community um, whether it was from staffing and knowing people through staffing or helping dental hygienists with oral facial myology questions. And I still do that from time to time, but I really find that my passion is, is just encouraging. I, I love to encourage people to, to love the profession they chose. I, I wish you could see me because my mouth is gaped open. <laughs> um, <laughs> believe this let me tell you something I almost feel like sitting on one of those couches like when you go see a therapist and <laughs> just talking to you and just telling you Corey you know for the longest time I knew I wasn't normal <laughs> yes and now yes. I'm coming to terms with that. <laughs> you know what I, Jasmine that was so, so real true. though that's so real so it real. is real and I get it's it has not been from the beginning I had I had so much guilt initially about feeling that I was a bad hygienist, that I no longer wanted to be involved with patient care. And I struggle with that probably just up until probably just even a year or so ago to give myself permission to say, Corey, you spent time with, with patients. You're great with patient care. You love being able to help out when you can. I mean, obviously, if I look back at the patterns I've established, I the reasons why I grow the businesses I do are out of care for others, whether it's a family decision or, um, you know, staffing was, was our main focus was maternity leave. So we could bless other hygienists in that way. And so giving myself permission to say, you know what, your time with that part of your dental hygiene career is over. And it's okay that you don't want to see patients. It's okay that you're crazy and you're business oriented and you want to see the numbers and, and you don't get excited about Perio, it's okay. <laughs> and and it, that's, that's kind of embarrassing, but it's also really real for me to come on and say that because I'm going to have hygienists that are going to be very judgmental about it too. Mm. And, um, I'm really honest when I'm with the hygienist that I'm with on a weekly basis with whatever client we're working with, I tell them, cause a lot of times they'll ask me like, and they're involved in a lot of chat rooms and, you know, social media aspects where they're wanting to, to get out of the treatment room or they're looking for other options to leave. And what I've really found, and they'll always ask me too, like, well, it's so cool what you do. And I'm like, you know what? 
it is cool what I do, but I was born to do this. I was designed to be this person. My brain ticks this way. Just because you're burnt out in your treat room doesn't mean you need to find a different career. That you're born to serve people by gift because you you're excited about the perio. You're excited about getting pulling out the laser and using the laser, or yes. you're excited. You know all these different things. You're right where you need to be. You may mm. not be in the right environment. Maybe yes. you're not working in the right practice setting. Or perhaps you're working too much. You need to adjust your schedule or there's other things, you know, family life plays into the way we feel about our work as well, things that can be adjusted. And so I do strongly encourage people, if you are weird and you're abnormal, like I am, then great. Follow your dreams, follow your passion. But I really am concerned about this mass exodus of of hygienists wanting to leave the treatment room and leave the, the environment that we're called to serve. I, I really I really believe it's more burnout than it is a need to find a different profession. Cause then what happens is, is the hygienist will leave the treatment room and they leave the dental offices to go and do whatever. And they're not fulfilled doing that either. And it's like, let's find, let's get to the root of it. Let's see where your, what the root of your heart issue is. Is it something that's really dealing with you and emotionally or family crisis or, you know, there's different reasons what, why we do what we do. And what is that? Why? And at times it does change. You oh know, my you may, gosh. Yes. You know, maybe your children are smaller. And so mm-hmm. you may be, you may be a part-time clinical hygienist. And then, you know, I deal with hygienists that are on that flip side where their kids are in college and they're like, Oh my gosh, Corey, I'm working 40 hours a week. I've never worked 40 hours a week, but I've got two kids in college. What the heck I have to pay for this. And so Sometimes we do what we do for family need, but during those times we have to find joy and we have to remember our purpose for being there is to bless those patients we're there to serve and train and educate them on the conditions of their mouth and how that connects with their entire body. And that's where I think our purpose is as, as dental hygienists for the majority of of dental hygienists. And then you do have some strange ones like you and I that have, have to, (laughs) have to kind of jump out of the operatory and do a couple other things, but it's not that our passions aren't in the same way. It, It is, it is simply that we're designed to encourage colleagues. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, Corey. My hands are up. I'm, I want to clap. <laughs> I can't, I'm afraid that I'm going to drop a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, Corey, you, this is, this is the type of conversation I had with Corey when I first met her in person. I mean, we went, I mean, you went all the way in and I, at that time I was struggling with coping with being a speaker and my family dealing with that. But mm-hmm. I I mean, it is so true. When I tell people what Think Beyond the Profi is, it is not about leaving the op. Right. Some people need to, some people like myself want to do more than just clinical practice. It's been right. ingrained in me. I've come to terms with it. But yes. some, some people are bored to death with just regular clinical practice. Maybe you need to learn a new technology. Maybe you need to up the game with your CE classes that you're taking. Absolutely. Get, getting involved with your professional organization, mm-hmm. something like that. And and you made, I mean, I wrote down exactly what you said. It's getting to the root of the issue. The issue is that there's a ton of hygienists that are burnt out. And when we lose the focus of what 
our profession was created for. Our profession was created to help the most vulnerable populations to, Absolutely. to you think about it. It's all based on public health, but our dental infrastructure is not built for that. It's built around private practice. Right, and then, right. and then people get bored, you know, they get bored. They lose that, that, um, I guess the passion that they had when they first started, which was to make a difference and help patients. And they just got to get with that, or I guess reignite that same passion they had had before. And some of it too, Jasmine is, is really caring for yourself. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of my experiences, obviously I share. And, um, this morning I was on the phone with a hygienist who was complaining of some carpal tunnel issues and she was just grumpy about a lot of things. And this is a person I've been coaching for a while. She doesn't sharpen her instruments. And so it sounds like maybe just to some of us, that sounds real basic, but sometimes we don't, we don't remember the small things instead of creating trouble for ourselves and saying, Oh, Corey, I think I'm getting carpal tunnel. Okay. Let's take a step back. I've encouraged you to schedule in your schedule every month, sharpening appointment times. Have you done that? She said, no, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say no. I said, Mm -hmm. okay, so let's get that scheduled today. You know, let's get that scheduled. And then she finally admitted, and I've been working with her for weeks. She finally admitted. She said, I guess if I have to be honest, I don't remember how to sharpen. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm, We can, mm -hmm. we can, we can deal with this. So here you're burning out physically because your instruments aren't what they need to be. Mm -hmm. And we're putting it to the side. And now this person graduated about 13 years ago. So she's not, you know, two minutes out, but she's, she's, you know, this is something that was probably pretty, um, scary for her to actually admit and say, you know what, I actually just need a refresher. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be working with her on that. And, and we, you know, I called Hugh Freedy. And again, this isn't a plug for any company. We work custom dental solutions works with everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I just know that office works with Hugh Freedy. And so I called their rep and I said, Hey, let's get this going. I need you to come in and we need to get some instruments going and we need to, to get some sharpening and, and, and so forth. And so I think sometimes before we get too far involved with our attitude and our decision of negativity towards something we're doing in our clinical setting. We need to evaluate around us and say, have I been doing my due diligence? Am I sharpening my instruments? Am I keeping up to date on X, Y, and Z? You know, um, if I have this dermatitis on my hands, am I looking for gloves that better serve me? You know, looking for solutions to make our jobs easier, And to make that, you know, make that setting um, more comfortable versus taking that negative route. And and I do respect this hygienist for admitting that today. That's Mm -hmm. hard to do. And so sometimes we just need a fellow colleague or an encourager um, to just say, hey, what are you doing? And, And that can hopefully snap us back into the reality of this is something I need to work on. Let's, let's get this problem fixed and then move on. Absolutely, man. Um, it's, it is some, sometimes it is something just simple like that. And, but it really does start with yourself. And, and I love the fact that you made that applicable to clinical because for me, getting to where I am now, and it's still evolving and changing, and it's nowhere perfect, and no point has anything been perfect or ever will be, but I'm still taking action. I had to start with myself first. Absolutely. A, a lot of why I couldn't get to where I needed to get as far as my satisfaction and not 
and feeling better about whatever it is that had to do with my profession was a story that I was telling myself in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It started with the mindset and it always does. It always Absolutely. does. It always starts there. Wow. All right. So I want to go back a little to you being an entrepreneur and creating a team. Okay. What would you say was, I guess, the biggest asset to you creating the rock star team that you have with Custom Dental? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And um, I think for me and my personality, I am a a self-proclaimed not the best team player. (laughs) I I think I would, um, I would definitely admit that again, probably why, um, I'm not the best employee and and so forth either. Um, (laughs) so in my previous businesses, I was the owner period, the end, you know, running a, a dental staffing company. I had employees. I didn't have a team. I had a group of people that did their job and, and we all did our job well. And obviously as a myofacial therapist, you know, that's a solo practitioner's style. And I did work with a speech therapist at times as well, but, you know, kind of running my own show. And so I love this question because, um, as I grew into custom dental solutions, it was, you know, the Corey show and I did so much on my own. It was something that came to me. I didn't seek it out more and more offices throughout the country were calling and saying, Hey, could you help us with some HR? Could you help us with X, Y, and Z and so forth? And it became really apparent to me that I'm not an expert at everything that Mm -hmm. I need to surround myself with excellent people who have a passion for the same thing I do. And so going on that journey to find those people, um, has been challenging. It's been, there've been some ups and downs. Um, I feel really confident though, in the team that we have. And I feel really confident that we're just going to continue to grow. We're looking to add two more team members this year, um, as well. And so we're kind of in that process of searching. Um, we have one that we're hoping to have an offer to relatively soon. And, and again, um, you know, this is somebody who will have strengths where my weaknesses are. So I think those are the keys to a really awesome team is to surround yourself with people that, you know, are better than you. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of um, entrepreneurs struggle, whether it's our, our dentists in their practices or whether it's any other business. I think when you are afraid to let people in that are better than you or have talents that you don't have, that's where you really sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. And so coming up with people that have these fabulous ideas and treating your team like they're the most amazing things on, on this planet Um you know, today's Valentine's day. And so I sent Valentine's to my team with gift cards and I try to do something to encourage them all the time because they are sacrificing to work for custom dental solutions. You know, we do a lot of travel. We're, we're not, we're, you know, we're physically located in Wisconsin, but our company has ridiculously grown over the year, which is awesome. We're blessed and super excited, but we are out of the state, um, probably 50% of the time and we're meeting needs of clients throughout the country. And we're so excited to do so, but I didn't anticipate that growth so quick. Mm -hmm. And so I do have a great team who's willing to travel. And so I want them to feel appreciated. And, you know, one of my strengths is positivity. It's we do strength finders and disc and we do all these assessments for all of our clients, but we also do them for one another and our team. And, and, um, 
knowing that about one another helps us derive strength and energy from one another, which is really cool too, because where my strengths and my skills and, and talents may be, may not be where somebody else on my team may be. And so on certain days, like I'll give you an example so I'm really positive. My optimism is sometimes off the charts, ridiculous. And so I have to watch, I have to dial that down at times because if I go into a dental office and my doctor is like, Whoa, I don't need the stars, the moon, and this, you know, the rainbows here, Corey, chill it out. I've got to kind of dial it back. Or if I don't feel like I can, I need to send in another team member who doesn't have as much crazy as I do. <laughs> And so that's kind of what a good team, in my opinion, how that functions well. And I, yes. I, I recommend that in our dental practices, because most hygienists are, we're, are similar to our personalities. They're very excited. They are, they love life. They're very positive people. And, um, you know, so balancing that then maybe with a more analytical doctor and so forth, we kind of try to even encourage those teams like, Hey, be aware. So you have, you know, this great hygienist who's super excited all the time. And the doctor sometimes is like, Whoa, that annoys me. Okay. Then let's have her dial it down. She needs to be aware and, and maybe approach him a different way. But then he also needs to dial up his excitement when he's, you know, when she's presenting treatment that he can back up. And so I think that's really the successful team is having that huge, awareness and adaptability with one another. I mean, we see it in our marriages, we see it in our interpersonal relationships, mm -hmm. but that awareness to dial down or dial up when you need to is so important. And it's so strong. Um, this morning I had a team member text me about something and she was really hope she was, she was kind of wanting to go out of her area of expertise and go into another one. Cause she really wanted to help another team member. And I just shared with her, I said, remember what drives you, what that team member does, doesn't drive you. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate your help and you want to help that person because she's super busy right now. And I appreciate that sensitivity, but you won't get energy from what drives that person. So if you don't derive energy from what you do, it's called stress. <laughs> so, you know, if you're stressed out and you're doing things that you don't derive energy from, that's not a healthy person. So I don't want a, an unhealthy person on my team. So I simply told that team member that works on my team, I appreciate your willingness, but that's not something you're going to do because I already know that that won't be an energy deriving place for you that will give you stress and it will create too much unhealth for you. So that's not going to happen. And yes. so that's, that's good leadership is to be able to recognize that too in your team. Yes, that is so like, you know what I realized, one of the amazing things that custom dental solution offers is this very deep, I mean, very, very deep assessment. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> That's I mean, right. You did one. And I was, I loved your assessment. Man, that was awesome that you are, you're a little more introverted than I expected. So you really do, you know, you're really awesome, Jasmine, because it's not natural for you to do some of the things you're doing, but you derive energy from another way. And that's, that's so impressive. But I, anyway, I didn't mean to Thank cut you, you off. You're right. So you're right. that's awesome. Something that you said while you were talking just made me chuckle a little bit. Um, because when I did the assessment and I went through it and I read it, I said, wow, this just makes sense. And I mean, every single time I do an assessment, I draw back from my childhood. So you mm -hmm. just mentioned that you're not 
um, you know, you struggle sometimes with team playing. I don't like to share. Um, (laughs) I like to share, like I'll share some things like things that are like I'm sharing now in this way. But like, if it's like, if it's something, if it's a particular pin that I really like or something like that, I'm just going to make something up like that. I'm scared that either it's going to go missing or I'm not going to get it back. Like I was very particular as a child and I'm even more so now. So for me, building a team has been difficult. One, I'm introverted, like you mentioned, more than people realize. People think I'm an extrovert, but I am extremely introverted in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. that did surprise me when I saw your assessment. But yes. then when I saw what, what drives you, that's what makes more sense. You know, I mean, we have these natural personality tendencies. That's the core of what we are. Yes. But then what what the why is. And And that's what, that's what's so cool. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I think I've been, so this year I'm all, all, all focused on building partnerships. And I realized that that side that I'm struggling with is what's holding me back from building it. Hmm. I, I really honestly feel that. So that's the question I, I've been asking those who are entrepreneurs, because I feel that if I'm struggling with it, 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 I can't I can't be the only person that I think that deals with. I that. think part of it, Jasmine, is this and and just in looking at what drives you on paper anyway, <clears throat> you're really high in receptivity, which means you love outside the box uh, thinking you love new ways of doing things and and, and I'm not trying to throw our industry under the bus, but dentistry can be very set in their ways. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes those of us that are high and receptive, because I'm high and receptive also, that's really challenging for us. Although I do think it's becoming more and more understood with maybe, um, you know, younger generations that we're looking at other things and other ways of doing cool things. Um, but dentistry can be kind of, kind of set in the ways. Mm-hmm. And so that, that might be what could be part of it too, for you is, is maybe coming against up against walls of people are like, well, we've never done that before. It's not done that way. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, that can be really frustrating for somebody that has a personality style like you do, because you're thinking challenge accepted. I'm going right. to find a different way to do this. <laughs> or, uh, you know, you need to accept the fact that we can do it X, Y, and Z and still get the X, Y, and Z outcome. Right. And so you know, those are, I think, aligning yourself with people that have that same outside the box philosophy would probably derive, you know, give, give you a lot of energy and, and derive a lot of, um, enjoyment and fulfillment. And and you'll find those, those opportunities. I know you will, but it's good to know, it's good to know that about yourself and where you want to connect. Cause even though you're outside the box and you love all these new ways of doing things, you are very particular about the rules too. Like you do want things to be correct Mm -hmm. and that, you know, you want things to be done appropriately and and to make sure that, um, you know, no stone is unturned. We know what we're doing, which is why you're probably, you know, which is why, well, we're excited to have you coming to Wisconsin next month anyway, but which is why you're such a great speaker, because you're not going to just get up there and share whatever blabbing, blab, blab you want to blab about you're, you've put a lot of research, you've put a lot of effort into your presentation. And so I can see that again, by your personality style, that you're really very serious about the information that you deliver. And you take that to heart and very, you know, very serious, but then you're going to present it in a way that's going to encourage the audience to kind of think outside the box a little bit with it too, and encourage them. And so 
I know we're really looking forward to having you at our CE event next month. And um, I'm hoping personally to be able to sit in on a lot of your classes. I'm kind of hosting, so who knows where I'll be, but <laughs> if I'm running around or hopefully there isn't any trauma or drama or anything. So, um, yeah, we've got to get some time together. I know it's kind of hard, you know, I mean, why be in Wisconsin if I can't get a little time with you, Corey? Yes. Oh, I've um, got stuff planned for us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot wait. So one of the things that custom, you can already tell just by listening to, to Corey, I don't know how long ago I took that assessment and she's able to tell me exactly <laughs> who I am. She's, she's, she is correct. This is why she's good at what she does. Um, but yeah, one of the things that custom dental solutions has is their, their, uh, course crawl, which is really cute. I saw, <laughs> I saw the, um, I don't know. I think Jill was there. Jill Lippert. Yes. Yes. She was there last year and I saw some pictures from that. So I cannot believe I'm going to be there. It's going to be so much fun. But I, I, I wanted to ask you one more question. We're getting close to the end of the ep- episode and I just had to ask you this question. Um, you mentioned at the outset that you were um, you were an entrepreneur in high school, not high school, yes. college, college. Yes. And so automatically I thought about bootstrapping a business. How did you handle bootstrapping? Because I mean, unless you were a mega rich college student. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> negative. That would be negative. <laughs> how did you manage? I guess, guess two tips, two short tips on how to manage bootstrapping a business. Sure. So if you are a college student and you are obviously looking to pay for your way through school, like I had to do, find something that you're really good at and capitalize upon that. So one of the things that I'm really good at is I throw amazing parties. I love to have parties. We just hosted one this past weekend at our house of Valentine's party. And, um, that is how I paid for a lot of my, um, undergraduate tuition was I did a lot of parties, party planning. Um, I did a lot of, since our dental hygiene program was in the dental school and, and I worked a lot as a dental assistant also, I knew a lot of the dentists. And so it was kind of funny. I was like, instead of party planners to the stars, I was like party planner to the dentist. And so (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, I would do like their 40th birthday party or all the decorations, all the food, all the planning and so forth. And quite honestly, I, I made really, really good money and I ended up graduating with very minimal debt. And at that time, I mean, this is 15 years ago, my program, you know, was probably 80 to a hundred thousand dollars for undergraduate four-year degree. So, you know, it was a chunk of change, but, um, you know, that's what I say. I say, find what you're really good at and, and go with it. Um, I think a lot of dental hygienists are really good at other things besides being hygienists. They may have other hobbies. They may be great cupcake bakers or, 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 uh, you know, they're really good at yoga. And so they're yoga instructors. I see that a lot with hygienists. We, we like to be a little bit of a jack of all trade, which is super fun about us mm-hmm. and find that and kind of capitalize on that. You know, there's nothing wrong with, saying, Hey, yep, I'll charge you $5 to bake six cupcakes for your party or whatever, any way to kind of make some money. Um, again, that's that entrepreneur spirit that, that I had, but you know, finding something, I was listening to a podcast this morning that said, and this is something I'm guilty of saying all the time. When you find your true passion, the money will follow. And I, I truly have believed that through the years, but the lady on the podcast this morning was saying, 
that's not, that's not true. What a terrible mantra because, you know, (laughs) what if you're really good at like walking dogs and you know, then you don't charge anybody. And I get, I get her point. So I think her point was if you're entrepreneurial and you have the right drive and the right core personality, you're going to make money. You're going to be excellent. It's going to follow you. However, if you're some altruistic person who wants to save the world and loves, you know, kind of the, the, um, nonprofit sector or whatever, you kind of need an income. And so (laughs) I I do, I do think there's a happy medium between that. You know, you don't want to be like, I'm so good at saving the world and saving the whales, but I don't need any money. So there has to be a balance of, yes, I'm good at cupcake baking. I'm good at being a yoga instructor, but then knowing your worth and knowing your value to charge appropriately to make some money and to be able to pay your college bills or to, you know, just have some extra money on the side. If you need it, if you're a hygienist now and you're like, Hey, I want a vacation fund. What can you do to make it have a vacation fund? Maybe it's not picking up extra hours in another practice. Maybe it's uh, walking dogs or decorating cakes, whatever you're good at. Or party you know? planning for dentists. Party planning for dentists. <laughs> and let's real here. That's a Those great dentists, concept. <laughs> they, they like to party. The most fun people. They're and not? I, I, <laughs> they need us hygienists. We know this. We know this. They need us. I, I don't know, know about that. I don't know about that, Corey. The ones that I know, they know they, they're normally partying more than I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's because if we look at your personality profile, that's not something you enjoy. <laughs> You'll be shocked. I love to dance, but you're, you're, oh man, this is so funny. I love it. There's some great doctors too, but I'm just, I'm teasing, but you know, it is, it is a great thing and finding what you're good at and what encourages you and what you derive energy from is really, really what makes makes life go round in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Okay. Last two questions. What was the last book that you read? Um, this is embarrassing because I read it a lot and I'm reading it again now. Uh, Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. Oh, yes. I have not read that yet, but Ashley was the one that recommended that book. Mm, yes, exactly. That's where I got all of that from, too, is from Ashley. She's amazing. She has such good recommendations. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also reading right now. Um, our church is going through reading the new, the old Testament together. So I'm doing that every day as well in a, in a book form versus like in the Bible, actually, it's kind mm. of interesting. So that's what else I'm reading. That is awesome. So, uh, listeners, miracle morning is definitely going to encourage you to wake up a lot earlier. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Them. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> the game changer and it's worth it. Absolutely. So what was your, what was the best career advice you've ever received? Um, I think the best career advice I ever received was what, as a new hygienist going into an office where I was clearly not liked because I was a young peppy one. Mm-hmm. And I tried so hard for those older hygienists to, I didn't care if they liked me, but I wanted to be, I wanted to prove them wrong, that all of their lack of periodiagnosing and everything was just crap. And I really came in with an attitude and a huge chip on my shoulder. And somebody pulled me aside and said, who do you think you are that your shoes don't stink? And why would you come in here? What, what good does that do for the patients? And it was so humbling and it was so embarrassing that, um, I'd never viewed 
my career that way again, because when I see myself and it's really obvious in young grads, I see it every day and I get it because they've got the newest information and they're so excited. But the way you present yourself among your colleagues is really huge. It's key. And your shoes do stink. We all Mm -hmm. wear the same shoes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was so powerful to me to not be so judgmental. And even now going into practices and I could walk out and say, I can't believe they don't diagnose perio. I can't believe she's just a spit polisher. Why is she doing all those bloody profies? No, that's not my place to do so. She's been, she's doing, she's practicing in the way that she wants to practice or she feels is the way she should practice. What can I do to encourage her to learn more and to serve her patients better? So I think that was the best advice I'd ever gotten was from a dentist who was like, girl, (laughs) your shoes stink. Your shoes stink. And that was really powerful. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That was, that was again, so real. Isn't that something we are, we, sometimes we're hard. We are, we're hard on others. We are hard on others, but what a great reality check. Uh, Absolutely. Corey, this has been such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, Where can the listeners contact you or find out more information? Sure, sure. They can call if they want or text. My phone number is 262-853-1414. I'm always, always available to talk to my colleagues. Um, My email would be Corey at customdentalsolutions.com. They can obviously go on our our social media. We're on all the social medias, which, bleh. but, um, I know that's a necessary <laughs> evil. <laughs> I try to keep up Tell with me it. about it. <laughs> I try to keep up. <laughs> um, they can go on our website as well, but, um, you know, especially I would really encourage the listeners that are feeling burnt out or they're feeling like I need something else in my career. I would love to talk with them because, um, I think sometimes just talking to to somebody who's a third party who's maybe not in your practice or somebody who won't judge you and to make it a better situation for them. Um, that's that's really what I'd love to do. So hopefully, hopefully your listeners will reach out and and I can encourage them. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again. And um, lo- love to have you back on. Really would. Anytime. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day, Jasmine. <laughs> 